Welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast. This is Wags, and joining me as always is Dane. Uh, Dane, we are 12-3, and three, division champs, kings of the north, and uh, we got one more game to go, but it feels pretty good to be where we're at, doesn't it? Wags, let's close this thing out with one more win. Let's let's lock up the one or two seed. Let's get a bye. Let's get a, at least one home game at Lambeau Field. And then let's show the NFL who means business in the playoffs because we all know it's the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, so in the spirit of... Coach LaFleur, we're not going to take any opponent lightly. This is a playoff game again this week uh, with a short week and uh, with the Christmas holiday. Uh, you know, I hope everyone had a very Merry Christmas out there. Um, the Packers had one last practice than they normally do this week uh, as they were granted an additional day off on Wednesday. Uh, and with it being a short week already, I think the only thing that we have to be a little bit concerned about coming off that big win is if they're uh, a little bit of a letdown coming into Detroit, a place that has not been easy uh, over the years to come out with a win. Yeah, you're right. I think that uh, that's definitely on a lot of Packer fans' minds this week is the letdown game, uh, something that we just frankly can't let happen and that great teams wouldn't let happen. I think that uh, one good thing that we have going for us right now is that the Detroit Lions, folks, they've lost eight in a row. Um, the first five of those eight losses were by uh, one score, but the last couple games here, the last two or three games, they've lost by more than two scores. So they're a team that, to me, looks like the season's starting to uh, weigh pretty heavy on them. I'm guessing some of these players are ready to to, to call it quits. However. It would probably make a lot of Detroit Lions fans very, very happy to finish the season by uh, causing some some havoc in the Green Bay Packers schedule. So all the more reason for the Packers to take care of business. Uh, right now, the Packers have done everything possible to control their own destiny. Uh, so, so, you know, we're a team that has learned how to win football games in good ways. We've learned how to win football games ugly. And this week, Wags, I'm just going to go out and say it. I expect nothing less than a fun atmosphere for the Packers. I expect Aaron Rodgers to sling the ball around quite a bit. I think we have all the opportunity in the world. We can outclass this football team, out-physical them, come in, take care of business, and then see where the chips fall. Yeah, absolutely. This is certainly a game where coming in and on paper, uh, we should expect the Packers to control and take care of business. However, it being the last game of the season, uh, Detroit has some young guys coming in with a lot to prove. Uh, this is the last time they can put on some tape, uh, whether to perhaps latch on uh, with another season in Detroit or with another organization. So you know that uh, individually, a lot of the guys on this Detroit team are going to be laying it all out on the line. So uh, I do expect that although there is a talent disparity, uh, that we will be getting their very best effort and 
and they're going to do, be doing everything they can uh, to show that they um, can can go out and play and, 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 as you said, disrupt what the Packers are trying to do here at the end of the year. So, Dane, why don't we start off with some injury news. So we've got a few guys coming out of last week. Uh, first time in a few weeks that we had a few nicks and bruises, and I don't know if they would be playing if it was a playoff game today uh, this week, but it looks like uh, uh, Will Redmond, Jamal Williams, and Danny Vitale are all listed as doubtful for Sunday. So um, out of those injuries, which one uh, would you uh, expect, if any of them, perhaps to have a chance to play? Uh, here we'll see. Um, we're recording this Friday night. Um, or And which of these do you think has the, potentially the biggest impact on the game? Yeah, so I'll tell you what. I think that any time that and Jamal Williams, is my understanding, has been ruled out by Coach Lafleur. Um, I think that Jamal Williams is a, a very strong pass blocker for the Packers, in addition to his his running game. So anytime you lose your your second back, it's not a great thing to happen. He's been uh, an integral part, I think, of this Packers offense this year. However, I would say this week, Wags, the 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 most noteworthy maybe. Danny Vitale. Uh, he allows the Packers to do uh, a number of different things on the offensive side of the football. Um, it's been a, a pretty darn strong run blocking uh, fullback for the Packers this year. We've also seen him in pass pro as well. So um, really, I, I would argue that if both Jamal Williams and Danny Vitale are down, I mean, we're down two guys that are known entities as pass blockers for the Packers, and that could be pretty significant. That doesn't always show up in the stat sheet. But those guys uh, have a nose for finding blitzing uh, uh, defensive linemen and linebackers and, and defensive backs from the opposing team. So losing one or both of them uh, could prove significant. And then I'll tell you what, Wags, on the defensive side of the ball, you touched on Will Redman. I've been so impressed by what Will has done, uh, not only to make this team out of camp this year, uh, but the contributions he's had. He's played some dime um, uh, linebacker for the Packers at times this year. He's played uh, the, the safety role um, as well. And right now, I mean, knock on wood, uh, we've got a number of defensive backs. It's, it's kind of an embarrassment of riches, the defensive backs uh, that we have healthy right now for the Packers, which is something that is uh, not normal this time of year for any team, particularly the Packers. Uh, however, losing Will Redmond for his contributions on defense as well, really, frankly, on special teams, he's been a a really good gunner he's, he's shown a quite a bit of talent on special teams particularly in the last couple weeks along with Josh Jackson uh, could be sorely missed uh, but I will say Wags I think Danny Vitale is the guy in this game where I thought that um, you know we could see an impact because we're going to be running a lot more probably one back sets or we're going to be potentially suiting up four tight ends this week and we're going to get creative uh, in that sense. Yeah, uh, so I think for a one-game scenario, uh, certainly you want to have all your guys ready to go out there, but uh, they should be able to patch some things together and be okay. Uh, I definitely agree with you. I was just going to say um, we didn't have four tight ends active last week. That's something that we've done a, a couple of times here. Uh, in the last three, four weeks, but last week was not one of them. So um, we had to wait uh, for uh, Jay Sternberger to get his first NFL touchdown, as you predicted would happen last week. Maybe it's this week. Maybe right? this <laughs> week. Yeah, certainly. So on the Detroit side, I, I, it I, certainly 
Um, I don't know if, if folks have been paying close attention. Uh, probably are, most folks are aware that uh, Matthew Stafford uh, was out for the season, and that was uh, some time ago. Um, but uh, they're down to their third-string quarterback in David Blau. Um, he's been out there the last few weeks. Um, Dane, any other injuries of note that you're looking at on the Detroit side? Well, the thing is, is it looks like most of the guys uh, that, that are on the 53 are going to play this week, but that's only because so many of those guys are already on the IR that, that started the year. And you mentioned Stafford. I think about uh, um, Marvin Jones, their, their star wide receiver. I think about a TJ Hawkinson is not going to be playing. He's on the IR. I mean, Mike Daniels, former Green Bay Packers, defensive tackle no longer uh you know suiting up this year being on ir so i mean they've had a significant string of injuries especially late in the year um and as uh, you know the 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 season got away from detroit they started putting some of these guys on the ir i did notice that robinson uh their their defensive tackle uh looks like he's questionable uh as well and, and that could be significant because um you know i think that the pass rush for detroit and we'll get into this in a second wags but i think the pass rush has been um, something they they've longed to get better and not having a, a defensive tackle in the middle of the field allows for the packers i think uh, the offensive line to potentially really bully the defensive line of detroit both uh, in the passing downs but also in the run game Yep, absolutely. So uh, it will be interesting to see if Detroit has any uh, of these veteran guys that I wouldn't expect this to happen, but if they just sit out this game, it being the last game of the season, uh, you look at, uh, you know, like a Darius Slay or a Trey Flowers, um, you know, just keep them healthy going into the offseason type deal. Uh, I, I, again, I, I'm not sure I would expect that to happen from Detroit but certainly something to keep an eye on. We've seen that. I mean, I, I hate to talk about past years when the Packers didn't make the playoffs, but I mean, even last year, you mentioned at the top of the podcast, Wags, about young guys individually trying to make a name for themselves. I mean, Alan Lazard is a prime example of somebody who uh, had an opportunity late last season and has shown, you know, to, to end up being a pretty darn good football player. I can also think of years where uh, Jordy Nelson didn't play a game or even Clay Matthews late in the year, even though they are healthy uh, technically to play. So you're right. There's a very distinct possibility that Detroit really does sit some of these top line talented guys looking towards the future. And Wags, I, I don't have a phone number for Matt Patricia, but I mean, I'd love to give him a call and, and ask him to maybe do that. You know, think about the long term future of Detroit coach Patricia, because you know, Green Bay's coming to town and we're going to punch you in the mouth. <laughs> OK, uh, frankly, it shouldn't matter uh, from, I think, both of our perspectives. But uh, if there's anything that's going to make this game a little bit easier, I'm not going to get uh, <laughs> lose any sleep over it. That's for sure. So, um, OK, well, why don't we dive into what we're, we should expect to see then? Uh, game plan wise uh, why don't we start with Packers offense and Lions defense this is a Lions defense that has really struggled against the pass I think you were touching on um, and they also haven't been getting uh, any pressure on the quarterback they're almost uh, dead last in the league in number of sacks per game and they are dead last in, num in terms of number of pass yards per game um, they're among the, uh, the, the worst in the league in terms of pass yards per attempt um, they're okay in a couple of other pass categories, but
But uh, to me, Dane, this is a week where we know what we have in the run game. Let's see if we can really get Aaron Rodgers in a rhythm, uh, come out firing early. Uh, let's see if we can get some of that downfield pass game going uh, and uh, get up early and, and, and get these guys some rest perhaps in the second half. Uh, I, I don't want to give away what I'm predicting for a scoring outcome, but in terms of what you'd like to see from a, a game plan, I, th- I think we'll actually – pass the ball quite a bit um, and it's not going to be uh, a heavy dose of Aaron Jones running the ball this week I, I couldn't agree more I you take the words out of my mouth with that one Wags I mean that I think the man-to-man corners for uh, Detroit are pretty strong you mentioned Darius Slay he's a really talented young cornerback he's a guy who's looking to get paid I know and he's probably going to be um, after this season um, however the the center the middle of the field for Detroit is is problematic to say the least if you're a, a, a Detroit Lions fan I mean uh, the guys that they have in at the linebacking position just don't have a lot of NFL experience I mean I look at Devon Kennard Steve Longa Jalen Reeves Mabin those are the starting three linebackers for the Detroit Lions going into week 17. Um, I think the Packers have a real opportunity to exploit the middle of the field. I think uh, Aaron Jones, while maybe he isn't running the ball maybe as much this week, uh, they're still going to be able to match up uh, in, the, in the passing game and an attack. I think our tight ends come into play. As you mentioned, You know, potentially we, we do dress four tight ends again this week. Um, I think some crossing routes, uh, Devontae Adams could be keyed in to have a big week as well um, and you know we're talking about these running backs being down wags with Jamal Williams and Danny Vitale um, you know I think that a lot of fans are thinking about Dexter Williams who is our sixth round pick this season uh, and the potential of him he hasn't been suited up for many games but I'll throw another one out there the Packers mixed in Tyler Irvin on the first series last week in that end around I wouldn't be surprised if Tyler Irvin even gets mixed in a little bit because um, he's looked really fresh in the return game um, they they clearly now have a have a taste for enough of a taste that they want to get another look for him uh, in the offense so don't be surprised if Lafleur mixes in Tyler Irvin as well I mean I think the Packers really do have a lot of options this week uh, to attack the Detroit, Detroit defense and, and Wags um, I know that you've watched some tape and I'm curious what's your read um, looking at this Detroit defense you know um, top to bottom uh, where do you think that Detroit can give the Green Bay Packers fits and where do you think we can expose them sure I think Detroit is going to do something similar to what they did against us last time and and what most teams frankly have been doing which is to uh, you know only rush three or four guys and just play coverage Uh, and that's been a significant issue uh, for uh, some of these games for the Packers when uh, we've seen our wide receivers haven't been able to get open uh, so you mentioned they've got two pretty solid corners. I, I think Darius Slay is, is above average for sure. He's a, one of the top young corners in the game. Um, but um, it's going to be about uh, getting these guys in open space, um, both vertically and then having some of those outlets uh, for Rodgers to hopefully pick them apart. The, the issue for Detroit is, is they're not getting pressure. 
uh, with that front unit. As good as the pass protection has been overall from this Packers offensive line, uh, that could give Aaron more time than what they would really prefer uh, to be able to make some plays. So I wouldn't also be surprised to see Aaron perhaps um, move around and run a little bit more than he has the last few weeks. Um, I don't think he's going to certainly put himself in any harm's way uh, given the stakes, but um, he might have a little bit of extra space and be able to just pick up some chunk yardage um, on the ground in some of these situations uh, if he's got plenty of uh, room to maneuver and and move around in. Um, And and then uh, from Detroit's standpoint, um, it's really just about, okay, can these young receivers for the Packers, MVS, Kumro and Lazard uh, get open uh, either in an intermediate or downfield route uh, because until they prove that they can do that consistently, um, I think Detroit's probably going to be in a situation where we need to have extra help uh, to be able to slow this pass game down uh, because it's certainly been a weakness, as you mentioned, um, in that second level. I think the uh, the guy to key in on in this Detroit defense wags is Trey Flowers. He's a heck of a pass rusher. I believe between he and uh, Devon Kennard, their, their, their linebacker there that I mentioned a little bit earlier, um, they've keyed in for a, a fair number of sacks. I think they've got 14 between them. They got 30-plus hits between them on the season. Uh, however, Nobody else seems to be getting home for Detroit. So the, 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 the bad news is they've got a couple of guys that can rush the passer. The good news is, is we know where they're coming from for the most part uh, this week. Uh, so I think keying in on them. Wouldn't be surprised, Wags, with, um, you know, if we do go four tight ends. Mercedes Lewis, uh, he's a great run blocker, but would you be surprised if they keep him home maybe? A little bit extra, bit of extra help as well to key in on one of those key pass rushers for Detroit to give Aaron a little extra time? Uh, perhaps, uh, particularly with um, you know, with Danny Vitale and Jamal Williams being the the best pass blockers from the running back position being out, um, I also wouldn't be surprised to see Tunyon and Sternberger line up more of an H back position um, and behind the line of scrimmage, uh, stay back to at least chip or help out and block in some situations. And you mentioned Trey Flowers. He certainly was impactful in this first matchup. Um, uh, Detroit fans uh, were not too happy with a couple of the uh, um, illegal hands to the face penalties that uh, he was called for late in that game and, and probably for good reason. So uh, I, I'm sure he's ready to go and is going to want to atone uh, for uh, you know some of the, uh, the rough calls that he got um, in that first matchup this week. Um, but at the same time, the way that uh, Bakhtiari and Bulaga have been pass blocking, uh, particularly ever since that uh, San Francisco game, I, I, I'm not sure that it's really necessary uh, for any tight end to stay in and block. I'm sure they will in certain um, you know, personnel groupings, but um, I wouldn't mind seeing them out there as a receiver option a little bit more so that Detroit, when they do drop all these DB back into coverage, is forced to uh, cover the whole field. Uh, and that, I think, extends them a little bit. Uh, if they're having some communication issues on that back end, that's uh, something that I think we could uh, leverage against them to exploit for some additional big plays as well. So, Wags... Let's move a little bit more to the offensive side of the football for uh, uh, for um, for Detroit. Uh, 
they're coming in with their third string quarterback, David Blau. He's a, a kid from uh, Purdue, a Big Ten kid uh, coming in. And I'll tell you what, I've watched a little bit of football on this guy. I was watching some YouTube videos here and he looks fearless. If nothing else, he runs around quite a bit. Uh, he's got a big arm. And you and I were talking right before we press play and record on this podcast that uh, he seems to be a, a guy who's been throwing the football a lot. So um, looking at this, uh, you know, uh, what do you expect from this Detroit offense and how can the Green Bay Packers counter? Because I think we have a lot of opportunity for success in week 17. Yeah, I think they're going to sling the ball. <laughs> um, and it, it certainly starts... Uh, with Kenny Galladay he's a talented he's wide the guy. receiver he's the guy so um, the Packers are definitely going to be having to focus on how they can slow him down a little bit similarly to how they were able to slow down Vikings wide receiver and that duo last week luckily it should be a little bit easier with Galladay kind of being uh, on his own a little bit I mean uh, Danny Amendola is a guy that uh, you know he's been around the league for a while so he can hurt you occasionally on some of these routes um, and, and certainly with a young and rookie quarterback he's going to want to be you know getting rid of the football uh, and looking for guys that he can trust and and can just keep um, you know forcing it to so I wouldn't be surprised to see Amendola get some some additional action this week as well but it, it's really all about Galladay because he's the one that can truly hurt you um, downfield uh, and uh, can present some mismatch issues so um, I I I'm not sure that they're going to follow him with Jair. It seems like most, for the most part, um, Jair and Kevin King have, have uh, just stayed on their side of the field and covered who's ever come out to the outside. Um, but uh, they did a great job overall uh, last week. She had a tremendous game, uh, particularly on Adam Thielen, but slowed down Stefan Diggs pretty well as well. So if they can do something similar uh, with Galladay and you know he gets a few catches for – uh, a little bit of yardage, but doesn't hurt you, truly hurt you downfield um, in a way that, uh, you know, he's getting a, a 60 or 70 yard touchdown, uh, then uh, I think uh, for the most part, we should be okay with that outcome. Um, this is not a Detroit Lions team that should scare anyone on paper outside of Galladay. I mean, they've got their, let's be honest, they've got their third string quarterback, but he's been, like I said, he's been slinging it. Um, he's thrown it over 40 times. Um, or come close to 40 pass attempts uh, in all of his starts. So uh, I, I don't think it's going to be any different this week. They're just going to try to uh, get him out there and, and see what they can do. And, you know, maybe they get a few big plays against this Packers defense. Yeah, I, I look at this a little bit differently this week against a young quarterback compared to uh, some of the other, other young quarterbacks the Packers have faced in previous weeks. Um, I, I think that at times we've seen the Packers drop guys back and didn't get to send as many uh, many guys at different points uh, of the season however this week uh, David Blau uh, when pressure comes he it gets a little messy for the young man and uh, I expect that uh, coach Penton has seen that on tape he's not going to let this the guy get comfortable uh, he's run into some sacks this year quite frankly I, I was reading some scouting reports on him as well uh, from Packers wire and from a couple other sources and um, you know I think that really I think Zadarius Smith may have just a continuation of his week 16 game uh, heading into week 17 I think he's going to be an absolutely disruptive force for the Packers 
Uh, expect Preston Smith as well. Um, but but uh, you know I think the Packers are going to be able to get pressure, sending four, maybe five guys, but probably sending four guys. I fully expect the Packers to be able to get some pressure um, with with a limited amount of guys coming at him. Um, but a watch for Coach Penton. Uh, Wags and the listeners, I think, uh, at strategic times to send an Adrian Amos or to send Blake Martinez, which we've agreed has been a really nice wrinkle in this defense when we send him up the middle, um, because I really truly believe that uh, that Blau is going to give us the opportunities to turn the ball over, force some turnovers, uh, get the ball in our hands, and and you know, is this the week we get a defensive touchdown? I don't know, Wags, but um, there's a distinct possibility with a third string young quarterback facing a Packers defense that looks like it's kind of regained its mojo from the first couple games of the season. Yeah, and uh, you know we didn't talk about it with the offense, but um, this seems like a, a prime week for us to you know really thrive with some turnover differential. Um, hopefully, we get that cleaned up offensively, and then on the defensive side of the ball, as you're saying, um, get some pressure and really force Detroit into some turnovers because that could make things get ugly in a hurry uh, if we're able to do that. And, and they're just slinging the ball around. Um, so I der- certainly agree with you. One guy that we haven't touched on, uh, on Johnson. I, I yeah. think he did come back uh, last week and um, Packers did a, a really solid job on him in the first matchup. They held him to 34 yards on 13 carries. And that was right in the midst of uh, a portion of the season where this defense was getting gashed by the run. So, uh, you know, I'm not going to take it for granted because this, this kid's a talented running back. Uh, he, perhaps he knocked a little bit of rust off last week. And is going to want to finish this season off strong, big bruising, uh, running back power runs, uh, you know, with a full head of steam. So, uh, I, I'm sure they're going to want to try to get him involved as well. Yeah. And, and, uh, mentioning their running game, they've got Bo, Bo Scarborough as well, who, uh, has looked okay in, in a couple of his games. He looks like the kind of kid that can get you what they give him. You know, I don't know if he's the necessarily the playmaker that carry on Johnson is, uh, but he is a guy that I think that the, you know, the Packers will have to look out for uh, all that said, um, I expect the Packers to be able to stop the run again this week. Uh, we've seen a resurgence of Kenny Clark. He's playing the best football um, of the season, I think, in the month of December. I expect him uh, to carry that over this week. Uh, I think this Packer team has really good perspective. Um, they're going to be supremely motivated. They seem like a motivated bunch that isn't going to take their positioning for granted. Um, Wags, we talked last week uh, about um, the, the Pro Bowl snubs and we were wondering oh you know how much does this mean to these guys does it matter um, I think that they are truly finding every single slight uh, and they're using that as motivation I expect them to continue that this week by stopping the run against Detroit forcing this young quarterback into challenging positions and turning the ball over yeah, absolutely. And this run defense has has really picked things up um, as the seasons progressed, and uh, I think they've been pretty pretty darn stout against the run the last few weeks. I've I've been impressed with what they've done. Um, Dean Lowry, I think, has has been a, a key contributor there, uh, and uh, Kenny Clark's um, you know uh, improved play down the stretch. 
uh, has really, I think, significantly impacted uh, the rush defense and solidified things is they've been able to get quite a few tackles for a loss. And and when they're able to at least slow down that opponent running back, um, if not uh, getting a, a hand on them and, and wrapping them up so other guys can come in and help close, uh, that that certainly makes a significant difference. So uh, that's been good to see and hopefully a development that continues this week and moving forward. Special teams. Let's talk a little bit about special teams, Wags. This is a place where um, Mason Crosby had a game to forget uh, in the past. I think that they've got uh, a nice kicker in Matt Prater. I saw that he is listed as uh, questionable with an illness, but I fully expect him to play uh, on Sunday. They also have a pretty strong return game. I believe the kid's name is Agnew. Uh, he's, a, he's a nice punt returner, kick returner uh, that, that, can, that can definitely pose some troubles. I think J.K. Scott has been playing much better than kind of that midseason slump that we saw out of him. Uh, the the coverage team has really come into their own. Uh, again, Will Redman, if he's not able to go, uh, it would be noticeable, I think. But Josh Jackson, we have to give him props. He's finding a way to be dressed every week, um, and it's because of his special teams play right now. He's incredibly aggressive, uh, shedding blocks, uh, getting down there. But again, I mean, maybe, uh, you know, uh, between Redman and Danny Vitale, we miss him on on the on the uh, offense and defense but potentially on special teams as well wags two guys that are good cover guys that are both core special teams guys for the packers uh so uh, missing them it's just something to pay attention to because detroit does have i think a pretty strong special teams game and in these kinds of games all it takes sometimes is something a little goofy to happen to to cause us more headaches than we want to have yeah and uh, coach menenga touched on it in his press conference the other day they've been really fortunate with the health of this roster particularly on special teams because that's where you end up having to shuttle a bunch of guys around uh, that are fresh off the practice squad or off the street uh, to try to fill some of these gaps sometimes Uh, and that's been something that's really helped them to solidify those coverage units in particular as the season's gone along so you're absolutely right one other thing to think about in a game like this a lot of times the the team that has nothing to lose uh, if they're not going for it a lot more than they normally would they're you know doing some goofy stuff on special teams as well uh just to kind of keep these players uh motivated and and to have some fun and go out there and do something a little bit different than they normally would uh so we have to be you know aware situationally that uh they may be trying to run some fakes or do some goofy stuff uh in some of those um um, fourth down situations uh where they it looks like they're just going to line up and punt the ball away. Let's be ready uh, for everything and, and not let them get a big play in that regard, too, because uh, nothing's more frustrating uh, than getting a stop on defense and then special teams goes out there and, and allows them to trot their offense right back on the field after a big gain or even worse if they're able to uh, convert some type of fake into a scoring opportunity as well. Yeah, so we're going to have to play uh, the the way that this team, you know, has been aspiring to play all year, which is all three phases of the game. Uh, Wags mentioned Mason Crosby. I do not expect a repeat performance. I think that uh, we've seen him and we've sang his praises prior uh, in prior weeks. But, um, man, this guy this year, um, you know, the way he's kind of come back, we've seen a lot of guys that have issues. And Crosby is just incredibly mentally tough. 
um, he's he's truly a leader on a team, even as a kicker. Uh, I think a lot of those guys really admire him and look up to him. He's had a lot of big moments, hit a game winner already this season for the Packers. And with all the struggles that kickers have uh, throughout the NFL this season, I think that Mason Crosby, uh, we should just laud him a little bit because um, it's not easy to be a kicker and to come back from a game like that. And for him to be able to do that so far this year, um, I have no qualms about rolling him out there at any time this week if we need him. And I expect him to make those kicks. Yeah. And I mean, certainly he's going to want to clean up. He missed the extra point. Uh, That was the last we saw him uh, in this last week. Um, But he's been so on point this year. I don't assume that's something that'll fester or that that's going to become an issue. Um, I didn't notice that there was anything wrong with the snapper hold. I, I think he just... Missed you it. know, I think he just missed it. Uh, so it wasn't uh, anything to, to really get uh, too worried about. Um, so I'm sure they, they looked at that and uh, hopefully that's addressed uh, because uh, Mason, as you said, has been so on point all season. Uh, so I, I, I'm not too concerned about that either. Uh, listen, if if it comes down to field goals in this game, uh, there's something else that's going wrong, yep. uh, in my opinion. Um, I, I, I know I said at the top, we're not going to overlook the opponent, but the fact is uh, we're a 12-and-a-half-point uh, favorite on the road uh, in Detroit, so uh, we better darn well come out ready to play uh, and get this thing uh, uh, wrapped up here uh, and get some uh, home field advantage and a bye. These guys, they know. I, I think that's huge motivation uh, to get out there, have a great performance, and earn an extra week off. Uh, at this time of the year, getting ready for the playoffs, um, it's not a, often that you have an opportunity to do that. Yeah, uh, so I, I think that the the uh, the plan then for Sunday is to watch the Packers, hopefully take care of business, and then for one week and one week only become really big Seattle Seahawks fans because uh, if we take care of business, folks, Seattle beats San Francisco. We are the number one seed uh, going into uh, the playoffs, giving us a bye, and that means that the road to the Super Bowl goes directly through Lambeau Field. Wow, I did not expect that that was even going to be a potentiality, but um, yeah, I, like I said at last time, go Seahawks, I guess, and uh, oh, I know I it doesn't make it. me feel good to say that, but uh Oh, whatever. Uh, we'll see how that goes. If, if, even if they don't win, um, we worst do. case scenario with a win, uh, we'll be looking at a uh, uh, number two seed and a bye. So go, get out there, take care of business, and, uh, uh, and we'll at minimum have at least one game at home uh, to advance to that NFC championship game. So, Dane? I think it's prediction time. I think it is too. And I think, Weggs, this week, before we make a prediction, we have a special guest in the studio, our buddy Timmy. And uh, Timmy has been uh, listening along this entire podcast. Uh, we're playing poker after this. And, uh, you know, I, I think that um, a diehard Packer fan himself. Uh, would love to make a prediction. So, Timmy, you've heard us. Have we swayed you one way or another? What's your prediction for this week? I was surprised when you brought up special teams. I think it's going to be 20, 23 to 13 Packers. Whoa, 23 to 13. Yeah, but the Lions are going to settle for field goals at the beginning, and then they're going to get a touchdown at the end. But 23 to 13. 23 to 13. 
Wags, pull that microphone back from Timmy. I don't know. I think that's a little closer than I like. That makes me a little bit nervous. Yeah. <laughs> it would be right on brand, though, for this Packers team, wouldn't it? To, you know, eke out a win here in week 17 uh, to wrap up the number one seed in unimpressive fashion uh, after a great, great game this past week. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to get things going this week. I, I, I really do. And um, I think we're going to see some offensive fireworks. I think we pull away pretty quickly. Uh, I think we get a defensive touchdown. This one's a blowout. Uh, I'm just going to go right out there and say it. Uh, this is going to be the first real blowout we've had all season. We got out uh, in front of the Giants and the Raiders by the end of that game, but I think this one's done uh, pretty early in the second half, and uh, we're even going to see Aaron with a cap uh, on his head before the end of this game. Um, I, I'm going to go Packers 41, uh, Lions 10, and I, I, I don't think this one's close. Ooh, okay, Wags. So, um, so far, I like both Timmy and Wags' predictions in that uh, the Packers have won uh, in either of these. Wags, I do like your prediction more because that means that um, I'm cracking a beer early and and smiling uh, during this game. Um, You mentioned a potential defensive touchdown. Uh, Any interest in calling your shot on who that might be? (laughs) Shandon Sullivan oh I love it showtime that would be sick I'm into it Wags okay been thinking about it myself I'm gonna go 38 to 21 I think that as well the Packers put up a ton of points I think the 21 points for Detroit it's a garbage time later kind of touchdown you know these offenses late in games can move uh, the ball especially the Packers defense coach Patton sometimes you'll we'll, we've seen it they play a little bit of that prevent defense so I think Detroit gets a couple scores but uh, it makes the score look a little bit closer than it is I also think there's a defensive touchdown in this game. I'm going to go with our boy Tremont Williams. Love it. He's going to set, you know, tick the clock back a little bit. He's going to set the tone for playoff Packer football by uh, picking a ball off uh, on a a short route, taking it back the other way. Yeah, and I I think the Lions will try to get a garbage time touchdown and in my prediction too but it's going to be Rashawn Gary with a a strip sack going back to Michigan to to deny them he's going to get a few extra uh, snaps out there in the second half and a big uh, uh, blowout win love it Uh, so I think he's been coming on here lately and uh, I think he officially makes his presence felt here this Sunday I love it I love it folks do you agree with us disagree with us Uh, chime in on our social media uh, call our official Cheesehead hotline at 608-285-2128. If we like it, we may play it here on our podcast. But uh, let us know when this podcast goes up on our social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, uh, at uh, Lombardi's Legends, if, if you like it. Um, and then also what? They should rate us too, right, Wags? And, and give us a good score because, you know, hopefully you're enjoying what we're doing. Yeah, um, we don't go out there and uh, uh, pump up our own stats, but it does help us uh, get found. Uh, So we do appreciate uh, you leaving us a positive rating or review and um, sharing us with a friend. Um, As uh, for any of you uh, newer listeners out there, 
Um, you know, Dane and I, uh, we're just uh, a couple of uh, regular, uh, lifelong, diehard Packers fans um, with real jobs that, you know, we're um, uh, Packer owners and shareholders. So um, we appreciate you following along, listening, um, and your engagement. Uh, but uh, uh, as Dane said, don't be afraid to uh, send us a note on social media or give uh, that old cheesehead uh, sound off hotline a call as well. So next time you hear our voices, hopefully it's uh, during a Green Bay Packer bye week and we're talking about a a Packer win. Um, We just, again, thank you very much. And, uh, you know, we've got some other stuff in store. Uh, You know, if if you haven't had a chance, also go back and listen to some of our past podcasts, particularly um, some of the interviews we've had a chance to do with some some great Packers. Wagner mentioned uh, uh, Shandon Sullivan. We had a chance to sit down with Showtime before the season and and chat with him over the phone we've had some uh, true legends from from green bay uh from the 96 super bowl team from the ice bowl team so go back and listen to those two and get your packer fix yeah uh and uh we may or may not have a couple of additional interviews lined up here coming up in in the next uh, few weeks so stay tuned for that and uh, if we get enough uh, Q&A's perhaps we'll get some bonus content Uh, but the Packers need to go out and take care of business and get that by week first so uh, thanks so much, folks. Uh, Dane, do you have any uh, other items to touch on before we sign off? No, I, I think, um, you know, Happy New Year. And folks, as always, say it with us. Go, Pack, go.